0: Tonight on Twilight Tonic, I am going to welcome Jason from Lost Paranormal Detectives. Hi, Jason. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I am fantastic, Jason, and I'm really happy to have you on, but I'm missing your partner. How's Craig doing?
1: He, he's doing pretty good. He's a little under the weather. He just messaged me, so um, uh, he told me just to go ahead and carry on.
0: Good. Well, I hope he feels better very soon, because next time <laughs> I have too. you guys on for an event, I definitely want to hear his voice.
1: That that sounds awesome. Well, he'll definitely get him on here.
0: Oh, fantastic. Greg, I want to know how you got started in the paranormal. What's your background story on this? I always find that fascinating with any paranormal investigator.
1: It, um, I know it was, it was kind of, I don't, I've always sort of had the, uh, for me personally, um, but I've, I've always had the, the sense that I've I've heard and seen, uh, mm-hmm. heard spirits and seen spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my very first, um, uh, encounter or experience when I was five or six,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, at my great, great grandmother's house. Um, that was my, the very first time that literally I was literally terrified. Oh, wow.
2: um,
1: cause I didn't know what I was seeing. You know, I didn't really understand. Um, And then as I grew up, I just, it just kind of, I'm not sure just sort of as we do, just kind of brush it away or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not really important. Um, but I I kept seeing things I knew wasn't normal, Mm -hmm. I guess, um, all through like middle school, high school, out of school, my adult life. And then I met Craig, um, and we would hang out and stuff like that and, um, then all of a sudden we were sitting there and it's it's kind of like um, the paranormal TV shows had not really taken off yet. Mm-hmm. Um, like Paranormal State was one of the first ones that I remember watching.
2: Right. Um,
1: and we were actually standing in his driveway one night and you know, we were like, hey, you know, um, he's super super skeptic um, when it comes to the paranormal. Um, I'm not. So mm-hmm. we were just sitting there talking and we were like, why don't we just you know, start finding some places and, you know, talking to people and see what kind of information that we can find and, you know, and, do, and start doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically it just kind of took off from there.
0: Wow. That's really interesting. So he's more of the skeptic and you're more of the believer with the ability. So you yes, to see them and talk yes. to them.
1: Yes. I'm, I'm, I have uh, em- uh empath. Okay. Uh, empathic gifts. Um, Craig, on the other hand is, empathic mm-hmm. um but he's very um he wants to know he wants to know what makes it work
0: the science you know, like and the...
1: if yes if the light if the light turned off by itself uh-huh. you know he's he's going to deb- try to debunk the whole situation and i think that's why we work so well and we've been together for so long is because mm-hmm. we have that dynamic
0: right and that's a good dynamic to have What are some of your most memorable things that you've done together, investigating-wise, and what has impacted you the most in your 14 years? You guys have been together a long time, 14
1: wonderful years. Yep, yep. We've been together. It doesn't seem that long, really, Mm because I kind of get goosebumps goosebumps when somebody says that because it doesn't seem like it's been for almost 14 years. It just flew by. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've, we've been to we started out doing sort of like a residential like residential cases and stuff mm-hmm. um which around here and and uh, uh, i'll say this um with being in the bible belt it's very very sort of kind of frowned upon at the
2: time
1: mm-hmm. um to be a paranormal investigator um because we have we have churches on every corner here um mm. in knoxville tennessee so you can't drive four or five miles without seeing a church of, of some denomination. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was raised up Southern Baptist, uh, growing up. but after a while, I started reading and studying and kind of following my own path. But with us together, um, residential cases were probably like our biggest thing starting out. Um, we started doing like one or two here and there where mm-hmm. people would just call us or text us, "Hey, we know y'all do this, you know Would you like to come out and you know check it out?" Um, you know, we started doing that, but it's, it's weird because it's like, once we started, it's like kind of where we, what we were supposed to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I, I'll never be able to, to explain it fully, but once, once we got the, the first phone call and we we're like, Hey, yeah, yeah, well, and this is, you know, this is right. You know, I didn't have a smartphone, um, you know, the end or anything like that. So we, you know, he didn't, so we were just using, you know, the old school cameras, so mm-hmm. you know, a 10 megapixel camera and a voice recorder All right and we didn't have you know we didn't have a lot a lot of equipment uh, going into it but mm-hmm. I remember the, the the first one we went to um, was was pretty insane because honestly i mean you know we, we had no idea what we were doing um mm-hmm. go, going into this i mean we we were we knew enough but we weren't necessarily prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like we should have been, and so we we go to this so we go to the house, you know, and and the uh, I'll never forget it because it it was involved it was involved a little girl, um, mm. her mom was like she she just keeps seeing stuff and talking to people and you know and they're not there and mm-hmm. you know her husband was just like didn't didn't believe in it at all, um, so you know we we go to the house and we're, we're looking around and checking everything and and it was just so weird because. As we're going through, you would catch stuff out of the corner of your eye,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you you know it's there, and you mm-hmm. know it's not there at the same time. Um, but that was that was probably one of the, the few um, instances where it was like I heard my name mm-hmm. twice. Wow, and and it was audible like I could actually hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, during our investigation, um, and we split up. Um I know Craig was upstairs, and I was downstairs um you know, we split up and stuff mm-hmm. and, and that's how we kind of did did our investigation, then we would switch locations uh you know and stuff, but it was intense because i up to that point, you know I was sort of a novice, I guess, yeah, you know, and when that happened, it really got it caught me off guard because mm. I never expected to hear my name
0: I think that, um, I think I'd get like <laughs> chill bumps all over my body. <laughs>
1: It's 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 kind of crazy, because I even that night going home, you know, it's like they're like you should sage and this and that. Like I said, Mm -hmm. it wasn't really a big thing um, with us because we didn't necessarily know. We Mm -hmm. knew enough, but we didn't know everything. Um, But that's when it kind of took off, you know, and it was like almost an adrenaline rush, sort Mm -hmm. of, because. You know, I actually heard my name audible, and no one was there. You know, and that's kind of when the the studying started, and mm-hmm. uh, I was trying to you know get my hands on anything I could read or watch uh, to do with the paranormal. You know, I was talking to priests and preachers, um, mm-hmm. you know, ab- about the paranormal, um, which that was kind of weird here um, because a lot of them not they don't want to talk about that.
0: Right. So when you were talking to them, did they vary from from church to church? Like were priests different it, than pastors
1: or It was it was kind of the same, but it was it was kind of the same ending that with all of them was like you shouldn't deal in something you don't know about or that you're not called to do. Hmm. And ever since I could remember, I mean I've always been Super, super, super in tune.
0: Right. So maybe it's what with, you're calling.
1: And, and seeing and that's, that's kind of what I had gathered was because, like, even when I was little, I'd go out to places and I would see people that weren't there. Or mm-hmm. I could actually see, like, if something had was attached to them. R- okay. Right. So if they, they had an attachment, or, you, I could see that. And I never fully understood it. Well, the last, um, preacher that I spoke with, and it's been years ago, um, I was talking to him, and and he was like, it's just, and what got me was he said, we should agree to disagree, Mm -hmm. and I just kind of stood there, and I was like, so, and I've never been a really super religious person. I've always been spiritual, Mm -hmm. Um, but my thing was, was like, how can you believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit if you can't believe in ghosts themselves? Right. when the spirit is a spirit you, you know and that was sort of uh, my turning point um so I was like trying to you know, learn as much as I could from that point right you know like like I want to learn different religions I want to see what it's about I want to figure it out try to mm-hmm. and you know that's kind of what what sort of mo- moved us to kind of where we're at now I guess
0: right yes I completely get that. I was. I always tell people how lucky I was. My mom was into all of this, and she raised me in this. So, yeah. very cool. Like Edgar Casey, things like that was normal in my house. Gotcha. So I, it was very blessed. But it sounds like you definitely had that calling to communicate. Um, do they talk to you? Do you hear them? Do they tell you what they need? Jason, so,
1: I get. Um... For me, it's more of the sense mm-hmm. I, I pick up I, like sometimes I can I can physically hear them, mm-hmm. um, but I see them a lot. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a thing that I've had to work on through the years. Okay, uh, You know, as far as the just kind of like, you know, learn to play the piano You know, when you start out and Mm -hmm. stuff, but this is kind of, kind of, you know, you're like, I can kind of do this. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're like, I'm playing and not even looking at the keys. You know, it's, it's just that, that thing. But yeah, that was, uh, that kind of started it basically. It's
0: like stretching your muscles.
1: Yes. Yes. To like, especially your ability. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: So As you found that you entuned your ability, Jason, the the communication when you helped the residential homes, did you find that your investigations became easier on you? Or did you find them to be harder on you mentally and physically?
1: They started becoming uh, harder. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though I, uh, like we we do our ritual, we protect ourselves and stuff before we go in, uh, Mm -hmm. Craig and I. Um, but it's it's a thing of it never gets it's like it never gets easier, right. um, for each each residence or her, or business or anything that we go to, okay, um, as soon as it's it's kind of it's kind of weird because a lot of times if I'm reading or if I meet the person you know if they send us an email or something or we actually meet him I talk to him on the phone mm-hmm. it's like I can sort of pick up a little bit of energy, mm-hmm. um. From them, and I have a big, um, and I've always had this, and I don't know why, but I can describe places that I've never been mm-hmm. um, to like a, a T. You know, like if if I'm talking to them on the phone or whatever, or I, or I, before I go in their house, I can be like, well, you know, your dining room's back here, and the blue rug, and this mm-hmm. and this, and, and it's 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 always been weird for me, but that's something I've never been able to sort of master, I guess. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. It comes to you. And then, yeah, I think that's why a lot of mediums prepare for each job. And I'm sure that's what you do now is that you have to mentally and physically prepare for any job that you go to now, don't you?
1: Yes. Yes. And, as, and especially going out, um, and I call it the normal world. Um, but just the day to day activities and, and my daily routines is kind of <laughs> like, okay, I get in the car and I'm like I'm I'm blocking everybody's energy but keeping my own, right? And you know go through my day.
0: Oh, gotcha. So, when you get called in an investigation, do you go into meditation?
1: I normally. I, I normally, Craig. On the other hand, he he's ready to go. Like he's
2: he wants to as, dive in.
1: <laughs> yeah, as soon as he's ready, you know, he's like, OK, let's let's get this, you know, mm-hmm. and because he's he's all about, you know, he sets it up and he does this and the cameras and everything. And he's like, you know, and he and that's that's why I think we've done so well together for so long is he's like that half. Uh-huh. You know, he's he's that that part. Go. Um, you know, we both kind of and I tell people this, but we both have to give a gab sometimes. Um, <laughs> But, that's great for my but, show. Um, but, <laughs> and and he always calls it. He said, "No, it's just just a Tennessee thing, you know, because we all like to talk." Mm-hmm. And and that's a that's a thing of you know we'll I'll talk to the people and you know we'll we have our stuff that they fill out and and everything questionnaire we go over and all that and you know but it's it's like that going to the investigation is normally and normally about three days before. If, mm-hmm. if we know ahead of time, then I'll start preparing.
2: Uh,
1: I'll start doing little little bits and pieces. Um, I don't have any kind of like a ceremony or anything like that mm-hmm. that I do, but but I have just personal things that I'll I'll do you know somewhat right. for before those three days in order to get myself prepared
0: okay so 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 when you go into certain investigations, what was the hardest one for you? to actually go in and obviously most entities are people without uh, their skin suits, correct? Yes. And so I'm sure you want to ask them if they want to communicate, what was the most difficult one and you knew that you had to tell them to
1: leave? There was a place um, that we went to and it's been several years ago. It was called the Greenback Castle. Mm. Um, It's in Greenback, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And basically this, the the person that owns it um, is an older gentleman. And he built this castle structure um, with the turrets and everything. Wow. Um, And it's just, I mean, people from all over the world have been there to see it. Um, But it's, he built it because God told him to
0: interesting
1: um which you know but craig got me before we went out there and he was like look i've never been here i don't really know much about it um Mm -hmm. i've researched some stuff on it and i'm like okay so we got there during the day and and it's like probably the weirdest creepiest place i've ever been um as far as being somewhere local you know like basically a 45 minute drive um but it's got rooms in it. Like, each room is named for something. Um, and the, the creepy, one of the creepiest rooms was, like, in a doll room. And everybody thinks that's kind of creepy or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but he actually had a McDonald's room, like oh. the, the fast food chain. But it was all the little figures and characters in there, like, you know, that you get with a Happy Meal. Yeah. And it was, like, thousands of them.
0: Oh, my goodness. And...
1: Yeah. And it was just, it was like a random room. Like, you know, it was just that weird factor of like, okay, I thought the doll room was creepy because there's some creepy dolls in there, but mm-hmm. no, this room is like even creepier, you know? Um, but like everything was made of stone, uh, wood. Um, uh, it was, it was pretty insane, but we went up and talked to the guy and stuff. And, and it's about a week later, he called us back and said, Hey, I'll let you come up and investigate. I was like, great. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this is awesome. And, um, like i said it's out in the middle of the field there's nothing around it and it's literally when you turn on the road going to this place you you literally i don't know what 1950s was like Uh but when you turn on this dirt road it's like you literally feel like you're going back in time and it was like everything just sort of stops like there's kind of run down houses on the side it's a dirt road Uh i mean it's like just that creepiness and during the day, it wasn't bad, but at night, it was insane. Um, there's no electric out there whatsoever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so we go out there, we, we get stuff set up, and, and he makes us out there. He was like, okay, well, I'm going to leave you guys alone, and you all just go ahead and do your thing. Go, okay, that's fine. And we told him, we're not probably going to stay out all night. We're just going to be here to probably, and this was like 7, 30, 8 o'clock. Like, we're going you know, to stay out to probably midnight or 1, and then we're going to pack up and go home. And we had our power inverters and stuff hooked up to the car so that way we could have power. Mm-hmm. Um, we set everything up, and it was—it got super quiet. I mean, it got intensely just deathly still, except for us moving. Mm-hmm. Like, I could hear everyone there that was moving. There was like six or seven of us. Huh. And we had, we had split up into teams, you know, like three people or whatever. You know, we had... Like teams of three and then Craig was doing all the monitoring and stuff and it was crazy I mean disembodied voices uh, I saw several figures walking around uh, that weren't there Um, it was like and this was in like the first hour and a half because it was already dark Mm -hmm. Um, we went out well the power inverter stopped so our lights and cameras and stuff because we had a dev, a dvr system at that time and it had stopped so we went over there whatever well i know one thing was there that was kind of controlling all of them mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's what i got um had drained the power inverter hmm. and drained the battery in the car had locked the car up uh. like the car w- <laughs> wouldn't even go into gear after that like it was stuck oh no like <laughs> like we, oh. we put it – yeah, it was crazy. Like, we put a new battery in it
2: mm-hmm.
1: and put it down into – I think it was – Craig put it down to neutral first, and then when he went to neutral, he went to drive, and it just stuck, like literally. Wow. Stuck. And we're like, we're in my nowhere. we got going to wait for a tow truck. Well, it was so bizarre because you kept hearing stuff. Well, the person that owns the place came back and – we didn't know he was he was going to just show up he comes walking Mm -hmm. out of like the it was a the way this thing set up is like an Uh l-shaped and he comes just walking out of the woods oh and 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 we're sitting there going and i'm looking at craig and craig's looking at me and i'm like what's this guy doing and he's like hey how y'all doing and we're like we're fine um we're just having some car problems we're getting ready to start packing up here in a little bit this was back 12 30 12 45 at this time Mm-hmm. So we'd been there quite a while, a couple of hours, about three or four hours. Mm-hmm. So he was like, oh, okay. Well, it was weird because he walks off to talk to the other group, and I had this weird feeling like I I really need to go over there because something's not right. His energy is really, really weird. Like it's – it's there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I walked over there, and I was talking to him, and his eyes changed three times. Ew. His eyes went it went from regular pupils to cat eyes to solid black.
2: Uh.
1: And he ne- and he never missed a beat talking. And when I saw that I just like stopped mm-hmm. and I turned around and I went to Craig, I was like, Craig, we need to pack up and get out of here. I said, this, this is this is something that we neither one of us can deal with at this time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because it's just you know, something's going on that's it's insanely creepy right um because up until that point i had never saw a person's eyes change go from normal to cat to complete black right and so we we hurried up and of course we were real cordial and nice and stuff now Mm -hmm. i haven't been back since um i think craig's been back once during the day just to walk around Mm
2: -hmm. um
1: but i've that i've always told him if we ever do go back that it will only be for a very limited time right uh but i think every paranormal investigator or every uh excuse me paranormal team has that one place that's kind of their kryptonite or whatever yeah it's kind of like that that one spot that's like <laughs> it's going to be a while before i go back because it was extremely intense um it was insane but but after that not knowing to me and him um but it was like we both fell into a real bad depression.
0: Interesting.
1: After we left.
0: Yeah, I looked it up on I looked it up at, on the internet. It is a really odd place. They even have a cemetery there?
1: Yes. Wow. Yeah.
0: Really. Yeah. What? Yeah. Is it like a family cemetery? It's,
1: it's um that was kind of creepy too cuz that's all of his animals. Um oh. Oh. it's kind of like the, the pet cemetery times four i think and uh yeah. it's just like yeah every and that's kind of in the back of the middle back uh-huh. there i think in the where the l if i can remember right um it's like back in the, like the center
2: huh
1: and it's yeah it's kind of creepy
0: he's had a lot of <laughs> animals
1: yeah yeah
0: wow yeah. yeah
1: that's that's what and like i said he's he, it's People from all over have came out there mm-hmm. uh, to visit, and he's got newspaper clippings and all this stuff at the front, and, and like, I don't know if it has close-up pictures or not, but it's like, this place is, it's very homemade, kind of, but it's yeah. an actual castle. Like, it's a legit, like, you know, yeah, it's it's insane.
0: Yeah, they have, um, he's got an angel area, it looks like he has mm-hmm. a bunch of Native American Indian heads. Um, yep. Oh, the McDonald's thing, yes yeah, definitely. That's spooky. I think that's spooky. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like. Clowns. I don't know why. That,
1: no, I'm not a big fan either. And that just got of, you know.
0: And then he's got this room out. full of jars and hanging herbs. Yeah. yeah. Yes. A cannon. Yep. Interest. Uh, very interesting and in a in a like a hallway full of crosses.
1: Yep. Yeah,
0: and yeah, then a dungeon. Yes. Oh my. Yeah, that would be very spooky at night.
1: It's it's really it's it's interesting because um, I never felt like I was completely alone there. Right. E- even with even with like everybody that was there and like Craig and stuff, I never really felt like really by myself. It was so weird.
0: Hmm. What did the other paranormal group that was with you? What did they think? Were they ready? Pretty much to leave? Also,
1: they were they were fine. Mm-hmm. they they were good and stuff it just i think it, it really affected me and craig more than anybody else right because i i, I don't think they i mean i know they probably had experiences there mm-hmm. but i don't know if they were actually in tune like craig and i are right um to, to what kind of what was happening
0: and too maybe that when you saw his eyes change maybe he was trying to push you away as well
1: i i think so um i think it was because over over the years i've you kind of work on like what you do, like what your gifts are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll never be like to the max potential of, of the gifts that I have. Um, but it's it's just a thing if you kind of work on it, work on it. And I think, you know, the, the spirits and stuff, they they, they look at that.
2: Mm-hmm. So sure. They
1: look at the, the people um, that are coming in and they're like, hey, I might pick on this guy or I might pick on that guy or I'm going to do something to freak this guy out. You know, or or girl, or whatever. It's just that I think a lot of it is is that.
0: Yeah. So, how about businesses? You said you also go into businesses, residential areas. Have you been to museums and things like that, Jason?
1: Um, We we haven't around here around Knoxville. We haven't had really a lot of opportunity Mm -hmm. um, for that um, for the businesses and stuff. Um, We did do a. They had a, a, a invitation um, to do a – I don't even really know what it's called, but it, it, it's more like an antique business, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, and this a lady um, that had moved um, – trying to think where she moved from. I think it was New York or New Jersey, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, she had moved down to Tennessee, and the house that she had bought was uh, – Two hundred years old, one hundred and fifty oh, years old, I think, wow. rough, roughly, um, and she basically her job was she was an import antique dealer.
2: Okay.
1: Um, and the house she moved into, basically, she what she would do is she would stage all the rooms.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so she would have like all those these antique pieces from France mm-hmm. would be her dining dining room, or you know, like every room was staged mm-hmm. and of course she had a website and all this other stuff or you could just make a appointment and go by
2: mm-hmm.
1: um well she could not figure out what was going on
2: wow um,
0: antiques that could be anything yes.
1: <laughs> and that's and that was the that was the thing that we, we were kind of leery about to, you know taking it at first
0: mm-hmm. um yes
1: because it's such a, a big scale um Because when you have antiques, that's a whole other realm of stuff. You know, I mean, that's different than your average. And and I say that people like, What do you mean? I'm like, well, if you have stuff, everything that we own or have carries energy.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: But antiques are a lot different because they have years and years and years of energy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, so it's it's a lot different. Um, But this house was full of them. I mean, you know. From, I'm trying to think, would she go to Italy and Spain, England? I mean, she was all wow. over the place. And she would have stuff shipped back here, and of course, and sell it. Wow. And it was – she kept saying that she had was being terrorized by a spirit.
0: Um, it, it could have come from it, anywhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it, exactly. And that was – we went in and talked to her and stuff, and she was super nice. And, and we're sitting there, you know, and I'm on the ground going – Hmm. It could be anything from this cup to this key to this, you know, plate to this mm-hmm. whatever. And um, we talked to her. We have a questionnaire we go over, and she went over it. And you know, when we, we and and being in it, as long as we have been, we we started, you know, we we learned what to ask now. Mm-hmm. You know, and we we do, and we're, we we have, you know, I think it's a thirty or fifty page, or it's a three page, but I think it's thirty questions mm-hmm. um, that people that the client would go over. And we asked, you know, you're on medication. Are you doing this? Sure. You know, are you seeing a psychologist? And I mean, you know, it's it's all these things. And and well, as Craig is filming it and I'm interviewing her and stuff and and all of a sudden it's like just the door shuts in the hallway and okay. she stops and she's like, oh, that happens all the time. And I'm, I'm looking at Craig because Craig is kind of like behind her. I could thing in the corner and or to the side. And I'm just like, are you serious right now? And. It was like you could just hear footsteps walking, mm. and we were the only three people in the house, like there was nobody else and so Craig started kept filming and stuff and we we laughed and and we went back a week later, set all of our equipment up and did the investigation and mm-hmm. uh, we actually um ended up um Bill Bean is a uh reverend or spiritual advisor mm-hmm. um in the paranormal community. Um, she actually got in contact with him uh, as well to come to her house and do a deliverance. Um, after we had did our investigation and showed her the evidence and stuff, he came out there and did, did the deliverance and stuff on the house. Because wow. there was so much going on at one time that it was almost like spirits were tripping over themselves trying to get her attention, you know. It was like a door would shut and a door open, and, and stuff would move, and she'd lose her car keys for a couple of days because she you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was just craziness.
2: So
1: I think, yeah, it's, so. Did, I, I like antiques, and I collect them, but not that much.
0: <laughs> did you, like, um, figure out where it was coming from?
1: Uh, we, we finally kind of narrowed it down to the uh, cellar. Mm-hmm. Um, it had, the cellar was, um, dirt floor with brick and some of the research stuff we looked at that that was that was one of the one of the uh the stops on the way with the uh like underground railroad
2: yeah
1: um and it was it was a short-term stop um usually a day and then um they people would would keep going up to the north you know so it was like it was like one of the stops through tennessee um to go up through there and it was like i said it was crazy stuff I mean just insane but that was that was where most of the energy and stuff was coming from was the basement huh. um, but it was it was crazy. it was like I said it was constant like I was seeing so many people with so much that I only 10 there 15 20 minutes at a time. Wow because there's, there's people walking everywhere.
2: It
0: makes you wonder what exactly either got brought in or what was awakened by something that was brought in.
1: Yes.
2: You
0: know, yeah. cause if it was a 200 year old home, I can't imagine everything that had happened in the house itself.
1: Right. Yeah. And that, that was, that was one of our questions was we, we, we couldn't necessarily figure it out because it was like, is it something that's been here forever and ever? Mm-hmm. Or like you said, is it something that she's brought in with her from overseas yeah no i mean because i mean you know she would have these huge like say bedroom sets Mm -hmm. and every piece was antique and then people would buy them of course and put them in their homes and you know it was it was just i mean it was crazy
0: i hope they saged them before they brought them in their homes (laughs)
1: Me too. Because I sage me all my
0: antiques. <laughs> I get an antique, and I'm my neighbors probably think I'm a loony Ben, You know, I'm in Indiana, and I'm out there saging anything I bring home from an antique store. Glasses, it doesn't yep. matter. I've got my sage. Yep. And I, like, will sit there and picture that light around me, and then I'm saging the antique furniture, and I can just see my neighbors going, she's out there doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like,
1: i mean yeah you, you have to i not bringing you, I, this in my house yeah. <laughs> till i change it <laughs> it's 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 kind of like the old uh you know the vampire yeah. deal you know you, you, they can't come in unless you invite them so it's like you know you're standing on the porch and i'm gonna do my stuff and then you could come in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i agree i will not you know my husband's so used to it now he's just like Sage, sage, <laughs> you know, it's like not coming in. I'm going to put some salt salt around it. I'm going to do anything I can because I don't I don't know what I'm bringing in. You know, I have some from the 30s. I have I'm really into the 20s and 30s, Art Deco and Nouveau. That stuff yeah. gets sage, man.
1: Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, because you don't. I mean, you have no idea. You know, yeah. like, and that's and I've I have a, a bedroom suit from the 20s and Um, Of course it's been in a family So I I have an idea of whose it was Um, But I would collect antique radios Oh I love those And I I had to start getting rid of them Because the only one I kept Was a 1942 Philco Mm -hmm. Stand up And it works so I'm like I'm not going to get rid of it But you know there's still a lot of history In that wood and in the materials And you know everything that's in that radio And that was one of the pieces that I didn't mind if I brought it inside, you know, I didn't sage it. Right. Because it's, it's, you know, you plug it on, you can listen to music and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, that's, you know, but that's, that's one of the few pieces that I, I didn't, didn't sage before I brought it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, then that's still the only, the only antique piece. I got rid of most of them, but that's still though, the one that I've got left. It's weird. I don't know.
0: Do, um, have you guys ever did, went into restaurants or bars?
1: We have not.
0: Okay. Because I often wonder, I would think those would not be as, as a fun of places to investigate. I always found bars to be overwhelming.
1: Yeah. I, I think they they would be.
0: Yeah, with all the uh, addiction and stuff.
1: Yes. Yeah, That's a. that's even going like, I mean, we have parts of knoxville um we have an old city and then we have like downtown Mm -hmm. um and they're basically side by side but the old city is kind of like the party that's where of course we're a college town so um it's like most of the parties and stuff are there and you know those films have been around since Knoxville started Mm so i mean it's there's all kinds of, you know, people are constantly going in and renovating them or,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or, you know, taking this restaurant out, putting this restaurant in or, you know, this bar or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, but the shelves are still the same. Right. And that's um, that's something that I've often thought about is, you know, the structure doesn't change, just the inside. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering how much energy of that, you know, holds. Right. Especially as many people coming in and out.
0: What Now, do you live in an older house, Jason? No, I don't. Oh, no. I always ask investigators. It's really interesting to find out if they do, because my house was built in 1938. Gotcha. So when we moved in, I swear there was a ghost cat. (laughs) And me and my husband, we were painting and fixing it up. And I looked down, and I was like, there's a cat in the house. I look over at him, and he's painting, and he goes, Did you let that cat in? And I'm like, The black and white one? He's like, Yeah, we can't have another cat. And I'm like, Well, I saw it, but then it just disappeared. And so still, once in a while, our cat will play with something, or something. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, Alright, the cat is still here. We have a cat ghost. I'm pretty proud that, of that, that cat ghost.
1: <laughs> that, that, is, that is pretty cool. You know, actually, because... I mean, you know, it's it's you have, you have the story for your house, yeah. you know,
2: yeah. you
1: have that 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 paranormal story. And a lot of people don't they don't look at it that way, or you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They don't they don't look at that side of it. But to you, that's like normal, yeah. you know. And that and that's the coolest part because I'm more of an antique. You know, I could buy a 1920s farm, farmhouse in the country, and I I would be set. Uh, oh yeah. My girlfriend, on the other hand, and she's more you know uh, contemporary i guess
2: mm-hmm.
1: more n- newer so you know it's 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 a weird it's a weird thing but i've weird always been compromise. drawn to that we're compromise yeah the, i've always been drawn to the old
2: mm-hmm. stuff
1: the victorian houses and and uh, you know the trees and stuff yeah. like that and i always I always look at that stuff and i'm like man i wonder when it was a bill or you know i always have that question and then the next thing is, I wonder if it's haunted. That's like the thing that pops in. My <laughs>
0: <house>. <laughs> I love house hunting. Every time I've ever went house hunting, my favorite thing is to run my hands like on the wood to f- to see if I could feel the past. I just, I love older homes. I'm I'm with you on that one. Older homes are just there's something about them.
1: It, it is they they've got so much character mm-hmm. and they've seen so much.
0: They can tell the stories. Yep. and they're amazing. Yes. So, throughout your 14 years of investigating, um, obviously you're from Tennessee. Yes. On the foothills of the Smokies, correct?
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Now, what are some of your most favorite legends, or as urban stories from that part that you consider more true than just story?
1: I don't. They, there's there's one. Um, there was a, a bridge, well, during the Civil War, um, mm-hmm. and it's – I'm not even sure, probably two miles from my house, but it's a major bridge going over uh, 40 um, connecting the interstate. Um, well, during the Civil War, on one side was the north and one side was the south, mm-hmm. and at that time it was a wooden bridge, So, but they both had to use it for um, – to get their goods across. So, the South would burn it down, and the North would rebuild it, and then the South, you know, then the North, it would just they would go back and forth. They would build a bridge, they would fight, and they would burn it down, and then, you know, it just kept going back and forth and back and forth. And I always kind of was like, well, you know, whatever. That's that's kind of a, I mean, I've heard it forever, Um, but they always would say that if you if you're driving over it at night, and this is like a major thoroughfare. Like you have to, if you're coming from from the north, you have to drive. If you're coming through Tennessee, you have to drive on this to go through Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And and this is the thing: is is they always say you'll see a red light huh. uh, on on the side of the bridge, kind of you know off to the side. Sure. And it's just one of those those legends that you're like, no, it's it's that doesn't happen or that's not a thing. And you know, for years I forgot about it. And the shift I work is is a mid shift, so mm-hmm. I get home late at night. Well, if you look, and there's nothing on this side of the river, so when you're driving and you look, you sometimes you can see a red light, one red light, and that's that kind of the thing of like that's that was still someone there holding a light. Mm-hmm. You know, that was somebody was you know. Helping at the time, or whatever, you know, at a lantern. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. But that's kind of one of those urban legends that, that nobody ever really hears. Right. Or that they just kind of dismiss it because everybody knows that, you know, the North and the South fought during the Civil War right there and they burned the bridge down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of the story. um But, you know, I've also heard the other story of, you know, the person holding the lantern,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, for the soldiers to get down to the bottom of the bridge to a burner bridge it's it's just weird it's just kind of
0: kind of eerie history, when you're driving I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah because there's like i said there's so much traffic on this this going across this bridge day and night mm-hmm. and there's nothing on that that side it's just it's basically like a hill with trees
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you'll see that light occasionally and you're like in the daytime there's nothing there there's no houses there's no electric there's nothing there that can make that
0: wow that's pretty. That's actually really neat and kind of, I guess, if you are driving in the middle of the night, kind of scary.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's just a random, so like a random haunting. I guess it's been yeah. playing, been playing out for years and years and years.
0: I guess you just have to hit it when the veil is thinnest <laughs> at the time.
1: Yes. Yep. Yeah.
0: Now, I've talked to some investigators. My one of my main questions is right now because this has been like a hard couple years obviously yes have you seen an increase of activity during COVID in 2020
1: i think it really hit um a, i shouldn't even really say a pinnacle because mm-hmm. I, I firmly believe there's a lot more of it that's going to happen um but i think a lot of people people's eyes were open this year mm-hmm. or this past year right because they had they had to stay at home um and most well, I'd say well, most of them had to stay at home, I guess I should say. Um, but, you know, if you get up and you go to work every day, you don't pay attention to what goes on in your house.
2: Sure. Yeah.
1: Um, like, you know, you get up, you get you get dressed, eat breakfast, whatever, and you go to work, you're, you're gone eight to ten hours a day.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, you know, people start getting security cameras and, you know, this and that, but then people start staying home more. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think a lot of times the spirits have always, they were always doing what they're doing now, but people are, are really starting to realize it.
0: Right.
1: Um, because they're at home. Right. And you know, they're like, I, I, I know I set that glass on the island, you know, <laughs> and I know I set it in front of my book, but now it's over, you know, mm-hmm. a, a foot from where I set it. You know, and no one, if you're the only one there or you holler to people in your house, you're like, hey, did you move my glass or whatever? And well, they're all like, no. And then I, th- I think smaller things are starting to happen like that.
2: Sure. Or they did a lot
1: last year.
0: Well, I think because, too, people, I think people are quieting their mind a little bit. Yes. As they have to. and And I mean, there's only so much you can do if you're used to working before you can start in on hobbies and stuff, you know?
1: Right. Yes.
0: So that that's really interesting. Did you have an increase of phone calls at that point
2: for investigations? It, it was.
1: We we didn't have a whole lot of investigations last year. Sure. Um, we had we went on a few uh, public investigations,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, that we were invited to, um, but we didn't do any like residential uh, stuff last year because of the COVID.
0: Because of COVID. Um,
1: because it was yeah, and that was I mean we. You know, if, if it's an an emergency or necessity, you know, mm-hmm. of course we'll go. Um, you know, we'll mask and do whatever we need to do, gloves, whatever, you know, and, and um, do all that. But um, we didn't have a lot uh, okay. last year. Um, we went to, to a couple of the of public uh, places um, to do some investigating and stuff, but it was kind. Of, we kind of like took a, took a little break.
0: Yeah. Which might have been a blessing, in disguise. I'm sure you're going to be working a lot more this upcoming year.
1: Yes, yeah, which
0: will be awesome, yes, Jason. Ahead. How do they get a hold of yes. you guys?
1: Um, you can you can find us on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's where our normal uh, we get a lot of messages through there so- uh, or email. Okay, um, either one, um, but you can find me on Facebook under Jason Five. Uh, and it'll have Lost Souls Paranormal on there, and the uh, same thing for Craig as well, okay. um, Craig Craig Hoffner. Um, you can contact us there a messenger. Um, there's another one we have a Facebook page, Lost Souls Paranormal Detectives. Um, you can contact us on there message messages. And then we also have one more, which is the Knoxville Paranormal Society. Okay. Um, people can, can join it and and um, message us on there, uh, or they can. My email is uh, jason575 at gmail.
0: Okay, wonderful. And that will be also on the notes on my podcast. So everybody make sure you subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and look up Jason and Craig for the paranormal investigations that they do and upcoming events, hopefully next year. And you know what, Jason, I would love to have you guys back i always like to have my guest back
1: that would that would be great
0: and hopefully we would love it. craig will be on here too with us and you make sure to tell him that we missed him and we want him oh, to well. come on next time and I you will. know what thank you for the work you do and your amazing gift
1: oh you're welcome thank you thank you for all you do because we, we we really love and lo- enjoy and love doing podcasts
0: good i and, love that all the podcasters and, are awesome and, and- <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and thank you for inviting us. It, it's 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 so wonderful, um, you know, for for us to be on here and to be able to to speak with you.
0: Oh, great! Thank you so much. And remember, guys, it's Lossos Paranormal Detectives. Thank you, Jason, and have a fantastic night.
1: Thanks, you too. Bye.